What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Musick. And welcome to this version of CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music, your CEO Coach. Today, I'm sitting in a small town called Depot Bay, Oregon, and facing the Pacific Ocean. I've just watched a whale splash out of the water uh, with a large fin and uh, splash back in again. So quite an amazing space and an amazing place. And it gives me pause this week to think about the value of the work that we do, the time that we take off, uh, the transitions between ventures, and so on. And that's what this show is about. So here's a little background. In May of 2012, SEO Moz, the company I helped to found, took an eight million investment from the Foundry Group in Boulder, Colorado. That's Brad Feld and Friends, and we're ever grateful that they took us on. They did so at an evaluation that makes the company worth just shy of about $100 million. So that's an extraordinary achievement and one that one should celebrate. And so, of course, we did. Last week or so, a couple of weeks, my daughter-in-law, who writes the blog the everywhereist.com, everywhereist.com, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. I expect the pause there gave you just enough of a moment to think, what does this buy and what does it not? All the valuation in the world, all of the structure in the world that you put together in a company cannot buy that away. Now, naturally, it helps if you have means and can do something about it and so on and so forth. And I won't leave you hanging. She did have a biopsy, and it is not cancer, and we all are breathing again. So it's extraordinary, and you can even read about that experience at theeverywhereist.com. But the point of this is to remind you as entrepreneurs and CEOs of what it is that you build and what it is that you don't get out of a company. What is the relative value of our time? Now, as we put together this idea that, you know, we've taken this big investment and so on, one of the conditions right, of, for a long time now, for several years now, has been that when we do that, when we reach that approximately 100 million mark, so on, I would step down. 
And so I have on the 29th of June. For me, that was quite a big deal. This was not a short-term flip venture. Some of you may be working on that kind. Perhaps it's an app and it's a couple of years and then you spin it off. You sell the company. Certainly, we've all read about companies uh, that were very quick in their success, uh, Instagram being sold, uh, many others who do very short amounts of time with their venture and then spin it out to a successful sale or even to an IPO. Not so much in these days uh, with IPO, but certainly some. But this one took a long time. So those of you who may be working on ventures which came from lifestyle businesses and moved to scalable businesses, who took many years to make this happen, those of you will recognize that it becomes more than simply a, if you will, purchase and flip like a real estate transaction. And so it takes a moment to understand and to think about the issues of legacy as you move on from a company and the issues involved in taking on the next venture. So the first thing I would point out is I haven't decided yet whether or not I will have another scalable venture or whether I've earned the right, as I say, to have a lifestyle business. Certainly, lifestyle businesses can be very full and sometimes fraught also with danger and, and fears of uh, profitability and so on, but they are also a lot simpler and a lot less uh, complex. Well, they're just less complex than a uh, scalable venture. So deciding, first of all, whether you want a lifestyle business now or for your next venture would be a really good idea. You could be left hanging like me. I still haven't decided. The next thing I would talk about, though, as you consider issues of legacy, if you have a company, even for a few years, unless it's something like a small app that you flip over to a larger corporation to, you know, Facebook or Google or Bing or whatever that wants to suck up something like that, and you know exactly what's going to happen to it, you're going to want to think about a number of things. One, what happens to the product itself once sold? Two, what happens to your team, your staff, once the company is sold? And number three, what happens to you? Often, when a product, a quick product a flip is made, the company takes at least some people with it. For example, the founder. In other words, you. The real question then becomes, do you want to work for that next corporation that's buying you? Is this a good deal financially for you now? And if you will, financially and emotionally for you next? If they want a year of your life, not much. If they want three years of your life, that might be something. If you have in mind somehow an iteration of what you've created, and in order to make the sale, you're going to have to sign away your rights to recreate the next piece, that could be major. So all these things come into play as you decide, one, whether to sell your company, when to sell your company, and what you do next. As you look at, let's, let's take kind of a standard example. There's so many folks where I hear, yes, they sold their company and they were asked to put in a year or two years. It's rare that I hear that people are asked to put in three years worth of time. During that transition time, it's kind of the longest goodbye. I even felt that at SEO Moz. 
I've been preparing for a long time to move to the next space and the next venture, but I'm a strong believer in not leaving until you leave. So we'll take a moment with that. Um, in the last week before I left SEO Maz, I gave two speeches uh, outside of the office, but local to the Seattle area, so I didn't have to be traveling. That was convenient. Um, the week before, I had traveled to several places and given several speeches there um, in, in different places, so I still was on the road for SEO Maz, even up to the second of the last week. And on the very last day when I left, on the 29th of June, I gave a live webinar, and that was my last spoken gig, if you will, as the standing president of SEO Maz, at which point I put up a sign saying that this was the model in goodbye zone and everybody in the office got to hang out and we had a good time. But that notwithstanding, what I'm saying is don't stop working for your company as an independent corporation, building the brand of your company and you as its head, as its CEO or president or whatever, founder, right? Until the day you leave. That's when you stop. Several reasons. One, it may not close. Even once the deal is closed, if you have time thereafter, again, you have a moment at which the company is still under your helm before it transfers. And to the last moment, it represents you, your efforts, your own ideas, your uh, mental capacity to run this place. So then you don't want to leave before you leave. When we come back, we're going to talk about what happens once you get to the new place, should you sell your company. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach talking about issues of legacy. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. 
To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. We're talking about issues of legacy here at CEO Coach. What happens when you sell your business or perhaps it goes public and you move on to your next venture? So we've talked a little bit about not stopping until you stop being the first important takeaway here. Even if you believe your company's about to be sold, even if the papers have been signed, don't stop establishing your own reputation and continuing that of your company to the very last day you walk out. Now, assuming that your company is picked up by a major organization, uh, being Yahoo, Google, uh, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, so on and so forth, right? It becomes a piece of that new organization where we're talking about folks who would have built an app or uh, something, a small platform that sits on a major platform. Um, Once you're inside the new organization, the rules change, of course. You are no longer in complete control. Even they say that you will be in complete control of this piece of things, and you may be for a time, it must be incorporated into the major piece that picked it up, into the organization for people, um, the structure of the company, as well as the uh, piece of software, perhaps, or whatever the product was. So thinking about those things, it is a loss of control on all levels. And it is the control issue that I want to focus on, understanding that this is about to happen and determining exactly how long that's okay with you. There may be a large piece of your soul that's kind of breathing out and saying, oh, thank God, it's not on my shoulders anymore. And for a while, I'd like this opportunity to let it be somebody else's problem. I would say that's rare because it's not usually the mindset of the entrepreneur. Even if it is in your thoughts as you sell your company, I should suspect that it will take only a few months before you begin to chafe at the bit. Recognize that it will happen and think mindfully about how you want to respond to it without burning bridges. As soon as reasonably possible, you're likely to want to move on to your next venture. And that's the next part of our show. So as you move in transition from one venture to the other, let's determine whether or not a lifestyle business or a scalable business or simply a small yet re-quickly saleable business, perhaps that's what you've done already, right, is best for you. In my case, it took many, many years to come up to the point where I left SEO Moss. So for me, it had come from a lifestyle business. It had merged into a scalable business, and it was still another five years worth of the scalable business time before I left, and the company moves on in its current state. I handed it over, not uh, you know, selling it. So there's a big difference there. Uh, if you're at the stage where you can take a large amount of investment, which gives you a small exit, a partial exit, that's the piece that I've done, right? Then you're in a space where you can determine 
how much you want to take from the company. You have to negotiate that with the people who will be investing. And what you can do with that money, it takes some of the risk off the table. It takes some of the pressure off your shoulders. But you will continue as the head of this company. If you take some piece off it and leave the company and others take it over, then again, you're back in that transition space. And that's where I sit today. Now, as you look to your next venture, scalable again or lifestyle? Lifestyle would require that you uh, use the base of personal brand that you developed in the construction of your previous business in order to move forward with the next business. The reason is that you take your experience and you make sure that people know who it was who built this piece of it or that piece of it and so on, whether you were the technologist, whether you were the business person, whether you were uh, some other uh, portion of that business, you were a founder. Right? And as a successful founder, you get to go out to angels and VCs and leverage that. Only if you mindfully build your reputation along the way. So I'm really talking to those of you who are in the thick of your current venture, well before you're thinking about either a partial exit, a full exit by sale, or IPO. Now is the time for you to be building your personal brand as well as your corporate brand, making sure that people connect the two and understand who it was who did what in your current company. So if you're in the technology sector, make sure that you are mindful of the size of the organization you're running, the volume of money that is at your disposal and under your control, uh, all of the stats and metrics that would put, one would put on a standard resume. Make sure that yours is updated that way. You may want to hire somebody outside to create that resume for you. The second thing would be consider writing things. If you write a regular blog now, this is a good time to chronicle your experiences as the founding whatever of this company. Suppose you're the div, uh, biz dev person, not the tech dev person. Suppose that your job is to bring in you know, the rain, to make the rain fall. Well, chronicle that and make sure that people understand the trials and the successes that are you experience along the way. It helps you to focus, to step back, if you will, and refocus on the longer picture. And it helps others both now and later to understand the value of the work that you do. Now, as you transition to a lifestyle business later, you might consider writing a book or continuing a blog or moving your own uh, written work to your private uh, website and so on and so forth. It does not mean, by the way, that while you're building your company, you have to write a blog for the company and a blog for yourself and so on and so forth. That can become overwhelming. But you certainly want to consider putting into place the habits that will support you as a lifestyle business later. Now, lifestyle businesses are businesses in which You, as the owner, are critical to the success and continuation of the business. In other words, you cannot be replaced because it's you that people want. You could be a consultant, an author, a public speaker, uh, perhaps even a private investor, and so on. These are all lifestyle businesses once you leave a tech startup corporation. When we come back, we're going to review what happens if you choose the second scalable business, leveraging your assets that way, and then we'll wrap up here at 
CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Let's go inside the WebmasterRadio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn. Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. Yeah, I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report. And welcome to CEO Coach. Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher banner on our website. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking about issues of legacy, whether to move on to a lifestyle business, and now let's talk about the transition from one scalable business to another. Everyone's personal experience is a little different. There are no platitudes that go here. But those of you who are on your first venture, it's a good idea to take a look behind the veil and see what it might be like. In deciding whether or not to do another scalable venture, I went out to visit with venture capitalists and angels. Often one does not know what one has accomplished until it's behind you. And for me, that was the case. I got invitations. As, once the, uh, the investment was made public, I got invitations to attend events which I had never been given, if you will, entry to before. So it surprised me. And I found myself at a... Um, a summit in Napa Valley rubbing shoulders with the likes of Bill Draper. I was floored. Um, again, I kept thinking, uh, how did I get myself on this list? What was it that I did? And it gives you pause at that time to look back and to assess what's going on. So here are the things that I did. I did go out and hire somebody separate, uh, you know, an individual to write a resume for me. I have done this for others for years with great success. I knew that I couldn't do it for myself. So I hired someone else. Uh, 
The second thing I did was to go to every single one of these meetings in which there were folks who were either uh, angel investors or venture capitalists, especially those, if you will, who were larger than the space that I'd been in before. You think a level up of intelligence and depth of knowledge and understanding of the space. Certainly one of my options was to become an investor myself. Whether I would do so at the angel or the VC level would be determined later. I certainly don't have the knowledge, background, and ability to become a VC without a whole lot more training. But perhaps I found folks who would train me. That would be interesting. But that in itself is a lifestyle business. The second piece was that I found out that I'm investable, if you will. That's not really a word, I should think. But I determined that if I decided to make another scalable business, there were venture capitalists interested in funding a seasoned senior founder. So that was interesting. Knowing that you're fundable again because you have successfully completed a first piece means that you really do have a greater opportunity than you might otherwise think about uh, for building another scalable company. It means that you wouldn't have to bootstrap quite as much as you did perhaps on your first venture. So again, think mindfully now of making connections with people and companies who will bring you to that next level even after this one is over. Certainly, you'll be wanting to do that now in order to gain investment in your current corporation, in order to support this and to keep it going. You may be betwixt and between a lifestyle and a scalable business right now. Certainly, I was in that mix for a long time. But doing so mindfully means you're in the power seat, if you will. You're in control. Just falling through it and not really knowing where you sit means you're driving blind. Never drive blind. Always look several steps down the road. Determine in advance what it is you'll do when this piece is over. Because for every one of us, this piece will be over someday. So think about what you want to do now. Prepare in advance by connecting with those who can help you to get to the next step. Build your personal brand as well as your corporate brand. And your personal brand doesn't have to be anywhere near as big as your corporate brand. It need only be understood by those, again, who would invest in you for the next time and those who might want to follow you and become part of your team for the next time. Right? So that's two different brands. And then finally, reflect. Take a moment now to reflect on what it is that you do and what it is that you accomplish as those, uh, if you will, tasks and accomplishments increase over time. Whether it takes a blog on your part that can go with your current company's blog Right, revealing the trials and successes of what you do, or whether it's something that you write privately that might become a book later, understand that reflection helps you acknowledge what's going on and what the possibilities are for the future. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm and through iTunes, and you can reach me by emailing CEO Coach, uh, or excuse me, emailing webmasterradio.fm and referring to CEO Coach. I'd be delighted to receive your emails. As entrepreneurs, I'm looking for the stories of those who are in the thick of it now, who are coming to the end of a venture, planning a new venture, 
and the stories they have that came with them. This is Jillian Musig at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week when I hope to hear your stories as entrepreneurs. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.